I thought that in order for something to qualify as a good thing, it had to be extraordinary. Like it had to be um, something out of my regular routine. But through this exercise, I learned that there's so much goodness in the little things in life, like being able to have a slow morning, drinking a cozy beverage with your partner or getting out and enjoying fresh air and some sunshine. Um, And it really helped me in the end get out of this depression because I was challenging myself to look past my suffering and just appreciating the goodness in my life that already existed, but I wasn't paying attention to. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest from today is the founder of one of the largest trauma healing communities on Instagram and the author of You're Going to Be Okay, sharing her vulnerability, story, and ongoing journey to healing. Whether you are at the start of your healing process or have been working through it for a while, this is going to be a powerful interview to listen to. Welcome, Madeline Popelka, to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Well, so am I. And um, yeah, I think it's a really powerful topic. And um, even though some of our listeners might not, might not think that they, they have... Um, experience trauma because usually when we think about trauma it's something that's uh that has to be really big huge mm-hmm. uh but from my understanding it's something that can be uh, really small and really personal so uh i would like f- uh, for us to to start with this like what is trauma and um how can trauma impact us yeah, so what you're saying about it, us believing that trauma has to be something huge, something devastating, really resonates with a lot of survivors. So I personally went through several traumatic experiences throughout my life, and they didn't seem, quote unquote, that bad. Um, I thought that they could always be worse. And I always minimized what I'd been through because the traumatic experiences that we learn about in media, in a lot of books, on TV, um, they are very devastating and intense. So when we compare our experiences to what we see around us, it can make what we've been through seem insignificant. But trauma is deeply personal. And, you know, something that seems like a small experience to one person may profoundly impact another person because we are all unique individuals with different backgrounds. And, um, Some of us have a history of trauma that starts in childhood that impacts how we respond to traumatic events in the future because trauma can compound and build on one another and intensify that way, which is what my experience was. And when we think about our traumatic experiences as small it can prevent us from taking those first steps towards healing because 
we keep telling ourselves that it's not that bad, that we should be able to move on, um, with that we can just forget about what happened. But um, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And your trauma will get your attention one way or another. And um, you, you eventually, you'll have to face it to find relief. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And um, what I was thinking about is the fact that we've all been through a traumatic experience one way or another. And I'm thinking about the pandemic. The fact mm -hmm. that we've all been through this um, and we've experienced it uh, on a bigger on a, or on a smaller scale. Um, I, for once, I, I know for sure that it left some, some marks. Um, and I, I, I do understand and I'm well aware that those need to be addressed. And I'm sure that it's a situation that's common with many of our listeners have mm -hmm. you been working with um with people on um trauma related to this uh, worldwide event that we experienced yeah i mean i've heard a lot of people share how it has impacted them like Obviously, a lot of us were isolated and we didn't have access to our communities physically. Um, I know some people were stuck in places where they didn't feel safe. And being there for, for a prolonged period can absolutely have this impact on you. And um, a lot of people were struggling financially. People were losing their health insurance coverage. So, I mean, there were so many, so many ways um, that that you could be affected by trauma during the pandemic. Um, so, but yeah, everyone's experience is completely different. So some people may feel like that they weren't too affected by it, um, but others, it was absolutely devastating. I mean, some people lost family members, some people were hospitalized, I mean, it's um, not everyone had the same experience. And I think people were impacted on different levels. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, yeah, I'm guessing the, the solutions to, to these are also quite personalized as we are quite unique, each, each and every one of us. And yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's been something that, has impacted us um, definitely, and I'm just thinking about this because it's something that we we all share as a traumatic experience. For me, just the fact that it took so much until it actually was officially uh, at at its end, um, because I, I kept positive for for quite a while and it was okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, the fact that it took so much and that um uh, it just seemed that it will never end oh that, that was very hard for me and it was very very weird that uh just it didn't seem to to end like i i hoped because i very i was very optimistic in the in the beginning so yeah that was uh my experience and i'm sure that many of our listeners um that were like me a bit more optimistic about how things will work out um have experienced this a bit as well so mm -hmm. yeah yeah thanks for sharing that yeah sure um it's i think it's important to talk about these kinds of things because especially since we have something that we all share in common like this generation will be at a level at some level at the generation that has this in common like our parents have had the experience of war um or being children that were raised after the war or yeah actually that have been in in the war and these things actually uh, impacted them and 
they're impacting us as well. And I wanted to get to this. I'll spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart, keto-protein-plus to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So um, the generational and cultural trauma. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's so interesting. We don't usually think about this because we just have a, a smaller focus on the day-to-day but actually, we are part of something bigger. We are part of the family that has been through different kinds of experiences. And they shaped uh, our family, our parents, our grandparents. But that actually led to the way we are shaped one way or another. So um, tell us a little bit about generational and cultural trauma. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, what you're saying is exactly right. Um, when we experience trauma, it doesn't just experience us. It impacts the people who surround us as well, whether we realize it or not. And in my experience, so I am the daughter of a refugee from Vietnam. So my mom lived through the devastation of the Vietnam War following the Vietnam War and then eventually fled her country on a boat and then um, stayed at a refugee camp for a while before um, she made her way to America. And um, and then, you, you know, there are also um, the differences that 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 our parents were raised um, to. Um, so for my mom, corporal punishment was the norm when she was growing up and she faced physical beatings regularly. That was the way that she was disciplined. And while she knew that that wasn't accepted in America with with me when I was growing up. Um, she didn't physically harm me because she knew that that was not acceptable, but she did threaten to beat me and did still scare me. Um, and that left me terrified and it did impact me. And um, when she would was feeling overwhelmed or would get triggered when I was a child, she would lash out at me. And um, I mean, I didn't know that this had anything to do with trauma at the time. I only see this now after I've done some healing work and um, looking back at it. Um, so and and i mean it's really hard to deal with because um like obviously i was harmed by her actions but at the same time i do have compassion for my mom because i do see the bigger picture of everything that she had been through and um you know we talk about stopping the cycles of intergenerational trauma and stopping the cycle of harm. And um, in a way, like, yes, my mom did traumatize me, but she did stop 
some cycles of trauma because she suffered starvation and poverty and I, and I did not. Um, so that is one way that she did stop the cycle of harm for me um, and did stop that one aspect of trauma. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So um, I can only imagine how how hard it must have been for her and um, going to a foreign country and having to, to start over um must have been really hard and of course she was carrying um her own trauma like you like you mentioned um it it's just something that we can only imagine uh, from the outside and um of course this influenced you but the beautiful part is that you managed to to overcome um, some of some of it, and you, were, you managed to speak about it, to be open about it, and to to find a better way. And I believe this is where this um, trauma work and um, the topic of our interview today relates to gratitude. I believe mm -hmm. that that um, we can see the world in a different uh, way when we work on our traumas, when we overcome our traumas, because in my experience, at least, the, the trauma that we experience tends to create a, a really, um, I don't know, gray uh, map of the world. Like if we have lived in fear, even if we weren't physically abused, if we feared uh, the person that was taking care of us, we felt like the world was like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that didn't leave much room for gratitude, did it? No, no, it doesn't. When um, you go through something that's so devastating and that is affecting your everyday life, it is hard to see to look past your suffering because it is so consuming exactly exactly and th that's that's what uh, uh what i want us to to go into a little bit the fact that even though we have like all of the um exercises all of the things that we can do to to feel more grateful um sometimes just the fact that we we feel that we're we don't feel safe for instance to feel grateful because we might feel that we still need to defend ourselves from a potential aggressor even mm -hmm. though that that's not a reality anymore but our brain is wired that way and it wants to keep us safe right what can yes. we do in these situations Exactly. And yeah, that's one thing that's so common after trauma and something that's so hard to break through. And it's really hard to let go of because we were like, this is how we evolved. This is how we protect ourselves from potential danger is to be thinking one step ahead to be preparing ourselves for potential danger. But the reality is, and what I've learned um, after living like that for years, which is absolutely exhausting, is that if trauma is going to happen, it's not something that can be prevented. Like we all do, which is a really hard reality to live with, but um, it's it it can be exhausting trying to protect yourselves from something that can potentially happen. Um, and what I've realized is you miss out on life when you're just preparing yourself for the worst to absolutely to happen. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously really hard to work through and it's not something that you can just switch, switch on, switch off. Um, 
it's definitely a practice and it takes a lot of work to um, start to let go of some of that fear and to allow yourself to live more in the present moment that of reality. Yeah. And it's so hard to do that at times. Isn't Absolutely. It? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so simple, uh, but when you uh, when you get to do it, when you, you're in the situation to, to do it, it's it's so hard, especially now when we are um, receiving notifications uh, from all kinds of apps, right and left. Um, just being present, it's it's something that um, it takes practice to do, and it's it's not that easy. Absolutely. And to be grateful, I think we need to be present because we need to be aware of the the good things that surround us, the things that we um, can appreciate in our lives, right? Absolutely, because when you're living in this place of fear, it's like you can have tunnel vision and you're focused on the potentially bad things that can happen. Um, when there could be so much goodness all around you, but you just aren't paying attention to it. So then when you are in the present moment and you take a moment to appreciate it, then you can widen your perspective. And um, I think this is like a really key part of healing too, because it's so easy to keep focusing on the bad stuff that can potentially happen, but it's really exhausting and hard to live in that state, um, even though it's hard to let go of. But um, when we are in the present moment and we can, and we realize that we are safe, that we are good, that there is beauty around us, then it can make the journey of healing more sustainable because it's a moment of relief. It's a moment of brightness. Yeah, exactly. And our brain, like you said, can finally relax, can finally finally just be and feel safe, secure. And in when we're living with trauma, that can be such a gift in, in and of itself. Just the fact that we don't feel that we need to protect ourselves, that we need to um, be on, on guard all the time. Just yes. that can be. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto protein plus, to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for any other listeners who've experienced trauma and who feel stuck in this state, I do want to reiterate that being able to 
open your perspective and see and see things outside of your suffering absolutely takes practice. And I talk about this in my book a little bit. There is a chapter called Hold Space for the Goodness. And I share about how I was suffering from depression and I felt this shift in my mood that just I, that I, I just felt so stuck in it. And I went to my therapist who was like, okay, well, this is something that you can work on. Um, and she shared this simple journaling exercise with me that really challenged me to pause at the end of the day and take a moment to identify a few good things that happened. And this was a really challenging exercise for me at first. And part of the reason why was because I thought that in order for something to qualify as a good thing, it had to be extraordinary. Like it had to be um, something out of my regular routine. But through this exercise, I learned that there's so much goodness in the little things in life, like being able to have a slow morning, drinking a cozy beverage with your partner, or getting out and enjoying fresh air and some sunshine. Um, and it really helped me in the end get out of this depression because I was challenging myself to look past my suffering and just appreciating the goodness in my life that already existed, but I wasn't paying attention to. Exactly. I love that. I love the fact that we actually, it's so true. We tend to think that we need to have like something really big happening so that we can um, think about it at, at the end of the day and feel grateful for that experience when the the small things, the day-to-day -day things that are so simple can actually bring us so much joy and so much um, fulfillment Absolutely. And I think that it's those little things that matter. Those are the things that happen every single day that help us get through every single day. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like most days are mundane for a lot of us. Like I'm not Beyonce. I'm not, you know, <laughs> just sitting around the world. Like most days are mundane. And um, it's like if if something extraordinary needs to happen for me to have a good day, then that's going to be a rare occurrence. So um, I think, you know, shifting our perspective to really see the good and the little things that already surround us is what makes this journey of healing so much more sustainable because it's these little pockets of goodness of joy that will help us get through the the days the ones that are especially hard and allow us to keep moving forward yeah definitely and since you mentioned beyonce my belief in, <laughs> in my experience is that even for her uh, at some level, I think she got used to some of the the great things that she's experiencing, because mm -hmm. this is how uh, we're wired. We have this hedonic adaptation that when things are good, we tend to um, to integrate them as just being normal, you know. Mm -hmm. And while her normal is quite different than not, than ours it might just feel as normal for her, you know? Absolutely. That's so true. And I, that's why I believe these, these principles are so powerful because they apply to 
someone like her and they apply to someone like us the scale yeah. might might be different but it's basically the same thing we get used to the the good things that we have in our life and um if we if we're not aware of them we, we don't pay attention and we don't don't appreciate them um they seem to not be any uh, there anymore or we seem to think that we don't have things that we can be grateful for but we do it's many of us are living right now in this moment uh, for i'm talking about me and you and about uh, our listeners we are experiencing the the kind of life that we could only imagine a few years ago it's and true yeah i mean i didn't think when i was struggling with trauma in the thick of healing i didn't think it was possible to to live outside of a state of suffering i thought that that was mm-hmm. i was just going to have to get used to it and i thought that that was just going to be my life but um now that i've made it through those really rough patches i can look back and be like wow look how far i've come you know yeah and i love the example that you gave um because we we tend to think outside of ourselves where we are like the house where we live in the car that we drive and things of this nature when we think about how much we grew and how um, different things are but this is uh, such a powerful perspective that the yeah. fact that you mentioned that you um, that you live outside of of that discomfort that you experience that it's that you're freed from it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's it's wonderful and um takes a lot of awareness, but in many situations I think many of us actually want that to to be able to overcome these traumas, these things that are keeping us from enjoying life more. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not always about the bigger house or the uh, more expensive car as it is about like you like you said living from a, a different kind of place and uh, we're not usually taught or we don't usually speak about these kinds of goals or values but i think they're so important because they the way we experience our life through our emotions is life itself right (laughs) yeah yes um no but that's so true and i think when we go through a really hard devastating experience and we experience trauma our our goals and our priorities and our values change so maybe at first you know goals were more I'm focused on career or material things and money. But after going through something hard and suffering from it emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever the struggle may be, it can really shift those priorities for you, um, which is something that I definitely experienced too, where nothing else mattered. I just wanted to feel better Mm -hmm. exactly exactly and sometimes just being able to prioritize yourself your own well-being is for me at least is abundance it's um being rich you know Uh, the fact that you can uh, make yourself a, a priority um and work on some of the some of uh your inner issues and just experiencing life from from this point of view I, I think it's something that many people that might have more might not enjoy and mm-hmm. i i think it's it's um it's something that we we all need actually and many of us 
including me at times are just running away from it you know <laughs> yeah yeah which is natural i mean a lot of us um i mean that's how we've adapted to survive a specific situation is just to try to run away or try to forget about it try to bury it but um i mean it's so true um it, i mean what a gift it is to be able to dedicate time and energy to ourselves to our well-being to our healing um because i know in this world when you have responsibilities and you have work being able to dedicate that time and effort to yourself is not accessible to everyone um so when we're able to do it it i i truly see it like obviously going through trauma is really hard and i wish that we didn't have to put the healing work that we do into it however being able to dedicate this time to yourself um i believe is a gift not just for yourself but for people around us because i truly believe that healing is a gift and it benefits ourselves and others because when we're our best selves it's easier to show up for other people to support other people to um be more generous and caring and compassionate um so i really believe that healing not only benefits us but the pe- but every single person that we touch and interact with spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping cooking and cleaning up after each meal stress-free eating is just one click away this spring factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com/gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com/gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Exactly. Exactly and Uh, we can think of extremes when it comes to this so for instance when people are angry when people are um i don't know going through different kinds of things that they in certain situations they take, they take it on you on or on other people and yeah. this happens because for different kinds of reasons they weren't able to um make their um well-being a, a priority and um yeah it just happens that they they have bad days or bad months or or so and unfortunately that goes on to um making other people's <laughs> uh days worse So I think the there's reverse of it happens as well it's just that we we got used to it you know and uh, it's not as uh much in the news as uh, the the things that are done by angry people mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that uh, the the reverse isn't true and that many more uh, acts of kindness for instance actually happen because people have uh prioritized their well-being and were able to think about others and empathize with others and uh be kind and uh spread the the love the gratitude um to other people right absolutely yeah so um it's something that 
we can do to have a a better world is just focusing on ourselves and our own well-being and um, appreciating the 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 good things that that we are experiencing because that's that's what one thing that we can do and it's always close to us even if it's not always easy to access something mm-hmm. that we can always go to um yeah. and yeah can definitely make for a different kind of life experience and um with different kinds of goals that might not be as visual from some points of view but that doesn't mean that they are not there and that they are not powerful and meaningful for us so yeah um, i also wanted to um to ask you about something that i was thinking um when i was thinking about being compassionate towards other people um because many trauma victims tend to um to manifest in different ways um especially if they don't have the time or the resources to um to work on on their their traumas so mm-hmm. what are some uh, words and phrases that may be harmful for trauma victims oh that to hear from others in in mm-hmm. their life yeah. yeah i mean um it can be so dealing with trauma it's you're in a very vulnerable state you know you're you're really struggling and it's really hard to open up to others about it because it can be really like number one you don't want to revisit the memories because they're really upsetting terrifying scary um and then you don't know how other people are going to react. Um, you don't know if they'll judge you for struggling with your trauma symptoms, for not being, you know, happy. For um, they, they may hold some stigma around mental health conditions. And so it can be really scary to open up to someone. And um, I think that when a trauma survivor does work up the courage to do so, and then they're met with a response that is dismissive or, um, or minimizing or judgmental, it can be absolutely devastating. And unfortunately, um, um, myself and I think most other trauma survivors have been met with a response like that. And it can be really discouraging to try to open up to someone else about it again. So um, a few things that that I've heard personally, and I know other trauma survivors have heard, um, that have been hurtful and, um, really made it harder to heal from was like, um, minimizing statements like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Um, or like, oh, like that happened so long ago, you aren't over it. So that's kind of like judgmental or some people will even say, I don't like, I don't think that happened saying that they don't believe you. Um, and, or just minimizing what you're going through. Like, and I think some people do have good intentions in trying to comfort trauma survivors and hoping them feel less alone. But um, like for me, for instance, when I opened up about having panic attacks to a friend, they said, oh, I have panic attacks all the time. So they were telling me like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, what are you like? You like you have no reason to be struggling the way that you do. And it was really hurtful to me because I was, you know, at a low in my life. And they were basically saying like, 
you know, every, everyone experiences this, like that's like, that's nothing to, um, like you, you should be able to like cope with this. And that's like really harmful because it can create shame for a lot of trauma survivors, which just adds to the pain and makes it harder to heal. So I always recommend it when um, someone opens up about their trauma, which again is a really hard thing to do for people to listen with compassion, without judgment, um, to just, and it's just like, you don't even need to find the right words to say. You don't need to have an inspirational speech ready. A lot of us just wanted, want to be heard, to be listened to, and to know that we have someone there to support us. So we feel less alone in our struggles. Exactly. That's that's so beautiful. And um, I'm sure that many of our listeners have people around them that have been through, through tra- trauma. And um, it's it's we don't always know what to do and how to approach it. And we want to be there for for the people in our life that have been through traumatic experiences, but it's uh, not not so easy to to do it. And uh, your your tips help quite a lot. And I couldn't stop uh, stop myself uh, thinking about one of the words that the the phrases that um, some people use uh, when it comes to gratitude as well, like. You should be grateful, and I think this oh, is yeah. this is one of the worst things you can say if you want someone to be grateful because it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, I yeah exactly, um, and I think that's what a lot of trauma survivors face too, um, where when they open up to someone, someone can just be like oh, well, at least this didn't happen. You should be grateful that, you, that you're that you still alive. And it kind of just like pushes the trauma to the side. Like they're kind of like dismissing it in a way. I'm just being like, oh yeah, you should be grateful. And it's like, okay, well, how can I be grateful that I'm still suffering right now and I'm still living in pain? And yeah, it's definitely something that, can't be forced spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping cooking and cleaning up after each meal stress-free eating is just one click away this spring factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Exactly, exactly. And that's why we are talking about, about this topic, topic because um, like, like you said, it can't be forced. Like if you are... Uh, in a fearful state in uh, during a, a panic attack or um, going through depression or different kinds of things that need time to and attention to heal to to get better it's it's such an inappropriate thing to say that okay you should be grateful because it just produces shame it just yeah just makes you think oh Maybe I should be grateful, and why am I not? <laughs> I don't know, all kinds of things that we can think about ourselves when we hear these kinds of words. And um, 
it just doesn't get us to to that point of actually being grateful um, exactly instead like like you mentioned if we are listened to we can um open up we can lessen the the resistance lessen the um the the hurt mm-hmm. then we we can find place for for gratitude naturally and it, it can um happen more organically instead of just forcing it in absolutely i think as we heal we obtain different perspectives that are outside the suffering and i think like even once we get there um like people say oh you should be grateful that you like made it out alive and for trauma survivors like i don't think anyone will ever be grateful for their suffering for going through the hard stuff for for struggling, for dealing with nightmares and depression and severe anxiety and insomnia. I mean, it's it's really hard to live with. But I think a lot of us are grateful for the lessons that we've learned through healing. We're grateful for the growth that we've experienced as a result of all the healing work that we've done. Um And I think, you know, there's so much room for gratitude when it comes to healing, but it does need to come up organically. And um, as we heal, it's not something that can just be like that, that you just force on yourself, like, oh, I'm going to be grateful for this. Like, no, it's, it, it needs to be something that um, it's something that's more accessible as you heal exactly exactly because it just feels dishonest in in that moment and you know exactly and at that point you're like i'm lying like it just feels like you're lying to yourself and that's um i mean that that doesn't serve anyone exactly exactly that's so true and um i think it's very important for for all of us to um, have a good relationship with ourselves and when we feel that we are not being honest to give ourselves the time and um, not not force things because it just doesn't work that way (laughs) yeah exactly like I mean I think like a lot of us wish that we could just like push through the pain and um, we wish that we could just that we could just heal, that we could just arrive at this end destination. But it's like healing and gratitude a lot of time isn't the end goal. It's like a byproduct, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like we're doing these things to, um, to, to get better and then the healing, but we aren't doing we we aren't forcing the healing upon ourselves it's something that is a byproduct of the things that we are doing something that comes more naturally exactly exactly so um tell us a little bit more about your book i just love the name you're gonna be okay oh thank you yeah so this book is very personal to me. Um, When I was diagnosed with PTSD, it felt like the end of the world. And when I was dealing with the intense trauma symptoms, like I mentioned earlier, I never thought that I'd feel normal again. I didn't think that I was going to be okay. And I didn't think that healing was possible. So I titled my book, You're Going to Be Okay, because I want people to know that there is hope and that healing is possible. And things 
may not be okay for trauma survivors because it can completely reroute someone's life and they may be facing challenges and changes that are absolutely devastating. But healing is a process that happens internally. And I wholeheartedly believe that every human out there has the ability to heal and ultimately be okay. And I wrote the book because it's what I really needed to read on my healing journey when I didn't feel seen or supported. There are so many trauma books and great resources out there, but I didn't really feel seen in them because as we discussed earlier, I felt like my quote-unquote small traumatic experiences couldn't measure up to what these books were discussing. And I compared myself to them and it was, it, it ultimately didn't help me heal. And also a lot of the books out there were like really clinical and they explained the symptoms and the science, but they didn't really provide me with comfort or hope. For as someone who was experiencing them, they were more like, oh, this is what's this is what's wrong with you, and this is the science behind it, which you know is great information, but I really wanted this book, You're Going to Be Okay, to be a companion to a trauma survivor, to comfort them on their healing journey, to help them feel less alone in their struggles, because Dealing with trauma can be so isolating and not everyone gets it. So um, I really hope that by sharing my story of healing, it gives other trauma survivors hope and that they can see the path forward and that healing is possible. Wow. This is just amazing. And I think it's the, the, the best description for the book. And Thank I... You. I think it's um, it's something that so many people need because it, it speaks to what you mentioned before in the interview, the fact that you, as a trauma survivor, you need to be listened to, you need to feel understood, and that helps you heal. And yeah, that's that's beautiful that you've put out this resource into the world and um, by the way, where can our audience get it? Oh, it is sold wherever books are sold. Um, on, you know, online retailers, the big ones like Amazon, if you're in the U.S., Barnes & Noble. Um, I mean, wherever books are sold, you should be able to get it. Wonderful, wonderful. So make sure you get a copy uh i i think it's it's an amazing companion like you like you mentioned and i'm really happy that uh, we had this beautiful conversation and um yeah um i'm really happy to have had this time together and to have spoken about such a powerful topic that we might sometimes forget or run away from but I think it's it's important to um, to speak about it and to uh, heal it so that we can experience even more gratitude. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. My pleasure. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.